Good morning. Pastor Michael, do you feel a word on your heart that you'd like to share with us this morning? Good to have you. This, this is a precious man to our family. He um, not only keeps my hair in order, but he, uh, and he's a good one too if you need one. But don't take my time slots. Um, <laughs> he's also a spiritual mentor and I love him dearly. Thank you for being here. I wanna say a couple of things this morning before I get started on this message, which I already feel the Holy Spirit. Oh, I'm so thankful for him. First of all, happy 4th of July weekend. I love the 4th of July, and I love that you love the 4th of July. And if you think it's easy to play the Star Spangled Banner, come see me afterwards. I know I went over it at least 25 times, and I am not exaggerating. And then I thought, Oh no, what if Audrey can't sing it in that key and this is the key I've practiced it in. So I sent it to Dawn and I said, make sure she can sing it in this key and she did a beautiful job. So thank you for participating. If you can't feel the presence of the Lord talking about our country, you probably shouldn't be here. Just go home, go somewhere else. On Friday morning, I took my fairly new. I, I bought it, I believe, when Jim was, had just passed away. Uh, American flag outside and I put it in its holder and I unfurled it because it was all tightly wrapped and I just began to pray as it was blowing in the breeze. And it, I think on uh, Wednesday or Thursday because it was one of the cool mornings and it was just beautiful, and the sun was shining right on it, and it was sparkling clean, and I just said, oh God, let your kingdom come to America. We prayed this a few weeks ago in our message. We talked about letting the kingdom of God come, and not just to make things like they were before, because that's not good enough. We need the righteousness of God to reign here as it did once before, because this country was founded upon him. And we just want his name to be glorified. Amen. Amen. <laughs> this week, on Wednesday or Thursday, I had been studying about Joshua, and you know that he came to decision uh, with the children of Israel, and he said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And that didn't seem to be the right message, and I just kept praying, and Lord, give me your word. Early on the Friday morning, the Lord woke me up with these words. Meet me there. In the tent of meeting, meet me there. I got up. It was early. It was probably five, five-ish in the morning. I threw the covers up on my bed and quickly put on some clothes and went downstairs and I went into my office and he was already there waiting for me. He'd been there before I was. 
I felt so humbled and so blessed that he had invited me to come. And I hurried as much as I could. I got my tea ready and I took it in there. And oh, we had a glorious time of prayer and meeting him. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. If you would turn to Exodus chapter 33. I know many times I read a lot of scripture. Today I'm not going to read so much scripture, but I think this is important scripture, especially given what the Lord gave to me in the morning. Father, I ask your holy presence to hover and dwell upon every word, Lord, that it be truth and that it be strength to our bones. Oh God, and your righteousness reign here in this place, in this temple, supreme. Jesus, we ask it in your precious, blessed name. Amen. Verse 7. Now Moses used to take the tent and pitch it outside the camp, a good distance from the camp, and he called it the tent of meeting. And everyone who sought the Lord would go out to the tent of meeting, which was outside the camp. Verse 8, and it came about whenever Moses went out to the tent, listen, all the people would arise and stand, each at the entrance of his own tent, and gaze after Moses until he entered the tent. And whenever Moses entered the tent, the pillar of cloud would descend and it would stand at the entrance of the tent. And the Lord would speak with Moses. Verse 10. When all the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, all the people would arise and worship each at the entrance of their tent. Thus the Lord used to speak with Moses face to face just as a man speaks with his friend. But when Moses returned to the camp, and here is the message, when Moses returned to the camp, his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, would not depart from the tent. Joshua stayed in the tent and he spent extended time with God. In the midst of this passage, talking about Moses and how he had a destiny with God, is buried this comment about a hungry, thirsty young man who also had a destiny with God, but he didn't know what it was just yet. So he stayed in the tent with the Lord we don't know by the Bible, uh, Bible description whether Joshua physically went inside the tent or he waited for Moses outside of the tent. I couldn't find a definitive commentary on that. I found it both ways. But one thing we know, he knew where God was and he stayed there. Now Joshua was a young man, a commander in Moses' army. And in Numbers 13, verses 2 and 8, God told 
Moses to choose a young man from every tribe who would go out and spy out the promised land. And he specifically said that every one of those young men should be a leader among their father's tribe. So in verse 8, God himself designated that Hosea, the son of Nun, the same dad, but a different spelling of the name, would be the representative from the tribe of Ephraim to go. And if you read on down in Numbers 27, in verse 16, you'll see Moses changed the name from Hosea to excuse me, Joshua, meaning the Lord is salvation. And you know that story, how the 12 spies went out, but only two, Joshua and Caleb, came back saying that with God's help, we can take the land and we can conquer this enemy. So God had his eye on this young man, Joshua, from an early time in his life. So now if you would please turn to Numbers 27, verse 18. And the Lord said unto Moses, Take thee, Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom is the Spirit, and lay thy hand upon him. We're going to have a transfer of anointing here in a minute. And set him before Eleazar the priest and before all the congregation and give him a charge in their sight. And thou shalt put some of thine honor upon him that all the congregation of the children of Israel may be obedient to Joshua. And he shall stand before Eleazar the priest, who shall ask counsel for him after the judgment of the Urim, you know, the Urim and the Thummim and the breastplate of the priest before the Lord. And at his word shall they go out. At the word of Joshua shall they go out. And at his word shall they come in, both he and all the children of Israel with him, even all the congregation, verse 22. And Moses did as the Lord commanded him, and he took Joshua, and he set him before Eleazar the priest, and before all the congregation. And he laid his hands upon him, and he gave him a charge as the Lord commanded by the hand of Moses. Later on, after Moses' death, God revealed his plan to Joshua. And because Joshua had already sincerely and in great humility spent the time in the tent with the Lord, he was ready for the challenge. And when God said, okay, Joshua, here's my plan. You're going to be the one to lead the children and I will go before you, the children of Israel, and I will go before you and I will wipe out every enemy out of this land. And not only will you lead them there, but then you will divide the land according as I tell you between the tribes. And the Bible says that the children of Israel remained faithful to God during all the time of Joshua's leadership. How many
many men can we say that of that we have listened or read about and studied in the Old Testament? Not many, if any. I want to ask us a couple of questions this morning. Do we come and stand at attention at our doorpost when the Holy Spirit invites us to meet with him at the tent of meeting? Do we, like Joshua, refuse to leave even when our mentor and the one we know and love the most and we follow leaves? Do we leave or do we stay and press in, wanting more and more of the power of God? Oh, this touched me so much. Do we stand at our spiritual tent's door, watching and waiting for him to appear? We know that we are thankful that we can meet God from anywhere. We don't have to be at church. We don't have to be at home. We can be walking down the street, walking the dog. It doesn't matter. And I hope your dog barks less than the one behind us. We can be dedicated to him in our spiritual tent, no matter where we are. The dictionary says this. Tents are temporary. See if you can figure out some good symbols in this description. Tents are temporary and provide shelter from outside intrusions and weather. Tents are covered by strong cloth, which is supported by tall, strong poles. And then the cloth is stretched tightly and anchored by cords that are attached to strong pegs which are driven into the ground for stability. That's what the tent is. So all these descriptions are symbolic. And it's clear that the Lord knew that in his word it should be called the tent of meeting, meeting with him. In all these biblical instances, the tent was where the presence of God dwelled. And it represented the faithfulness and the holiness of God. Moses was given direction on every single element that was placed in the tent or the tabernacle. And what it was to be used for. And the Bible says that the people had to be ready to enter. They couldn't just walk in willy-nilly without having made preparation. They had to wash. They had to wash their feet. They had to prepare their heart. And they had to prepare the sacrifice with the help of the priest. Aren't you thankful this morning? We've already been washed by the one, the one sacrifice who gave all for all, one time only, and we're washed in his blood. We are sanctified, our hands and our feet are sanctified unto him, and we can come into his presence boldly because he invites us to come. The people could not just walk in any way that they were, and what a foretaste of the kingdom of heaven this is. We have to be ready. We have to be washed. 
we have to be prepared. But there will be no need for sacrifice because Jesus paid that price. And now we live in a different kind of a tent. We have a spiritual body and an earth, a spiritual man in an earthly body. But the Bible tells us that soon we're going to have a heavenly body. 2 Corinthians 5, 1 through 5 says this, For we know that when this earthly tent that we live in is taken down, or when it is when we die, and we leave this earthly body, we will have a house in heaven, an eternal body made for us by God himself, not by human hands. We may grow weary in our present bodies, and we long to put on those heavenly bodies like new clothing, for we will put on heavenly bodies, and we will not be spirits without a body. The, the Bible assures us of this. While we live in these earthly bodies, we groan and we sigh. We have aches and we have pains, it's not that we want to die and get rid of these bodies that close up, clothe us, but rather we want to put on our new bodies so that these dying bodies will be swallowed up and we will be in life eternal. For God himself has prepared this for us and as a guarantee he's given us his Holy Spirit. Will you stand with me? What a glorious promise. Time spent with him in our spiritual tent will lead us to an eternal home, not made with hands, but prepared by the Father himself. Oh, Jesus. Father, I thank you for sending the Holy Spirit to call us to meet with you. And Lord, if there's one among us today who hasn't heard the call, who hasn't responded to the call, Lord, oh God, I ask them to come now and we can help, in, in, help them enter in to that tent of meeting with you. If there is one who wants to come, feel free to come and enter into that tent of meeting. And Lord, I am so thankful that you had a plan that Joshua could step right into because he was ready. He was prepared. He had spent the time in the tent with you. Lord, I pray that each and every one of us spend the time in the tent, that we seek your face, Lord, that we stand and arise and worship when we see the cloud come down, when we know that your presence is among us, O oh God, that we recognize it. Even today, as we were singing these beautiful, wonderful anthems of our country, oh Lord, I felt your presence. I felt your presence, and I felt your will, oh God, to redeem this country back to you. Oh, do it now, we ask. In Jesus' name, hallowed be thy name. Amen and amen. 
If you want to come, we'll pray with you. He is certainly here. Well, praise the Lord. Come on, saints. You're in the house of God. You're in the tabernacle. You're in the tent today. Amen? And it's an honor to be here. It's an honor to be in this sanctuary of the Most High God. You look great. You look awesome. And so uh, when, whenever we go to where we're, actually this is an assignment. We're here on an assignment. So when we're sent with an assignment, God always asks me to bring a gift. So today we want to gift you with something here. And this is what we do at Genesis, you see. We have oil here. And this is the history of the oil. Amen. Maybe we'll use it today. Thank you. All right. Amen. So you're in the you are in the tent today. Hello? Come on. I need to respond. You're in the tent today, amen. amen. But consider this too, as a born-again spirit-filled, tongue-talking, devil-rebuking child of the Son of God. You are a tent. Yes. Come. Oh my God. You don't make me come out there. <laughs> you are a tent, amen. Yeah. And so I just, I'm thrilled by the world that's coming forth here today. And also, saints, here, and it's, it's not that you have to know anything about me, except that the ministry that we're under was birthed over 50 years ago. And it's an apostolic and prophetic ministry. We're under that mantle. And so what God does is he, he'll speak to us through the inspirational gift of the Holy Spirit, which is prophecy, tongues, the interpretation of those things. Amen. So today, I want you to know, here today, you're here today by assignment. God, <laughs> come on, God brought you here today as an assignment for his kingdom. Amen? And so I would ask that every eye be up here. Get your eyes off Brother Michael. Get your eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of your faith. Amen? Get your eyes, let any distraction, uh, you, mobile devices, anything else, get your eyes and ears up here. Because this is not a word from uh, Apostle Michael. It's from the heart of the Father. Amen? And oftentimes, you go to church and we get distracted with our mobile devices. The person sitting next to us, they want to have a conversation with us, right? And when I'm in church, they do that. I just, you know, leave me alone. Leave me alone for the moment. But I would like to have your undivided attention because this is Abba's heart to us today. Because we're in a very divine, strategic time in history. And every one of you have been called by God. I don't care what somebody else has told you. If you hear this, hear this from the Father. God has strategically put you in this time of history to make a, make a difference for his kingdom on the earth and for his kingdom people. Amen. So with your permission, Pastor Deb, we're going to release this prophetic word. Absolutely. Amen. Father, in the mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach, your Christ, your anointed, our Elohim, our El Elyon, our Savior, our Redeemer, our Healer, and our Provider. We thank you. And we're honored to stand before you under the shadow of your glorious throne, called by you as sons and daughters, to be heirs with you and heirs with Jesus Christ, your only begotten Son. Father, I ask you now to take these words, let them become symbolic as spiritual seeds being planted into our soul. Furrow the ground in our soul that these seeds, as they are planted, will begin to germinate and produce the fruit of its kind. 
If you believe this word is for you today, give God a big shout in the house. Come on, a big shout. Come on, I'm only five foot six, but I can shout like I'm ten feet tall. Hallelujah. Jesus. And, and, and saints, and I'm calling you who you are in the sight of God, saints before God. And this goes to all genders, both male and female. We'll just leave it at that, both male and female. Amen. And then uh, also to uh, all, all generations, every age, every age group here. Amen. So you ready for this? Come on, are you ready for this? We're staying in the tent. Amen and amen. Today, as I release, excuse me, as I release the power of my word toward you, consider the hour that is at hand. There is a release, a dispensation of my spirit now operating amongst you as a chosen generation, a generation chosen by me to fulfill a mandate for this final harvest of souls into my kingdom. You as a remnant who have been called by me to encounter a demonstration of my love unconditionally through sessions of intimacy. Somebody say intimacy. With your hearts laid at my feet of my beloved Jesus, you will step into a progressive development engaged in the same character of humility that is revealed in the life of my only begotten son. During these sessions of intimacy with me, you will gain understanding to the purpose and the value of complete surrender through the spirit of humility where my virtue, my goodness, my righteousness and integrity will embrace you with the strength of my loving arms placing your ear on my chest to hear my heartbeat for souls. As you press forward with these sessions, you will encounter the spirit of somebody. You will encounter the spirit of wisdom and understanding with the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, revealing my heart toward you with a continual submission with commitment to me in true humility and faith, the same humility and faith that was manifested in the life of my son. Today's release will inspire your heart to hear from me where you will see from heaven's perspective as I impart revelation through understanding, wisdom through discernment, and knowledge through power with the fear of the Lord to operate from a spirit of true humility as I prepare you for the present and for the future events that will take place in the earth. These sessions of intimacy will equip, provide, supply you with adequate, sufficient, and acceptable truths that will inspire you to run the race that I placed in front of you with the understanding of the fear of God from a heart of true humility. Today's embrace can I say this here? Well, I'm going to say it anyway. The spirit of Jesus is in the sanctuary. And if you can receive this today, Abba himself will stretch out his arms and he will embrace you as a loving father. That's intimacy, saints. Come on. That is intimacy. 
Today's embrace, excuse me, today, embrace what I am releasing in this hour, the fulfillment of this word through sessions of intimacy with me. As you do, you will not miss, overlook, or neglect the characteristics of humility, integrity, and the fear of the Lord developing and operating in you that are in, identified with the life of my Christ, says the spirit of wisdom and truth. If you receive that today, give a shout unto God. Come on. And so, again, with your permission, and I'll, I'll get out of here, I promise. <laughs> I'll get out of here. I'm going to release this second portion of this prophecy. And this is something we do at, at our sanctuary. And as you hear this word coming forth, if you believe it's for you, I'm going to ask you to stand up and just work your way to the front of the sanctuary here. Can you do that? And please don't, don't be intimidated. Don't let the spirit of fear come upon you. Don't be concerned about what the person next to you or who you, you're here with intimidates you whatsoever. This is an altar call, not from Brother Michael, but from the heart of the Father. Because God's intending to do something in you radically that you would make a change for his kingdom in the earth. Can you receive that today? Yes. Yes. Well, three people got it. All right, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's, it's amazing even now as I stand here, I'm reminded so many times as the Spirit of God speaking in a sanctuary where he, he abides as a, a tent in this meeting and how many are distracted by another spirit in keeping their ear inclined to the voice of God. Often in our, our sanctuary, we have to tell individuals, shut down your cell phones. You're in the presence of God. It's a holy time with you. And to receive what he has for you. It's a continual thing because even the enemy will come to church. Can I get a witness? Some people will bring the enemy to church with them. And he will use them to be a distraction. So again, as this prophetic word is being released here today, if you believe in your heart, and it's not a matter of feeling, we're going to bypass feelings. Although feelings have their purpose in our lives, I'm going to ask you to acknowledge, if you know that you know that you know, that you know that you know that this word is for you, I'm going to ask you to stand up and then come forward to the, 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 uh, the, the, um, the pulpit here. And with your permission, if we can lay hands, we're going to. All right. Today in the midst of you, I, Jesus, stand in your presence with the intention to do in you and through you what no man can do. Today, I ask you to consider me with my name as Jehovah Rapha. And I don't know who this word is for here today, but he's here today as Jehovah Rapha, the God that healeth. Whether you need healing in your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, if you need healing in your body, he's here today. And I know he's here because I brought him with me. I am he, Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals. He who comes as the balm of Gilead to remove the fester, the decay from the wounds that are in your heart. I, the great I am, stand in the presence of you, my beloved, with healing from the stripes I carried on my back on your behalf. 
Even by those stripes I bore on my back 2,000 years ago, I bear them no more. Please hear this, saints. He said, Jesus says, I bear them no more. To the crown of thorns, I wear them no more. To the nail piercings in my hand and feet, to the entrance of the sword thrusted into my side, I bear them no more. That by my own stripes, I am healed. Know to understand the power of my spoken word still accomplishes what I send them to do. They cannot and will not return empty or void unto me. Today, I, your Lord and Savior, stand in the midst of you with healing on my wings. I come as the anointing from my Father's throne room of glory, ready to dispense his love to a demonstration of power. Gloria Dios. In nombre Jesus. In Espiritu Santos. As you surrender all, you're all in all unto me. Let us, the triune, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, purge the unwanted things. The unnecessary things that are resident in your souls operating in your lives that are holding you back from receiving all that I have destined for you. This is my promise. As you're at your surrender, I will come, take you to the threshing floor of repentance, and there you and I will begin to separate the wheat from the shaft, separating to remove the shaft that covers the wheat, preventing it from producing the fruit of its kind. Today, come to me. Freely exercise your will to surrender. As you do, I, the Lord of heaven and earth, I, the great I am, will take you through the process to eliminate, it unwanted, to eliminate that unwanted shaft during the session's of prayer and intimacy with me, taking, through the, taking you through the process, line upon line, precept upon precept, line upon line, some today, and some and more tomorrow, says the Spirit of the living God. If you believe that word is for you, we're going to ask you to stand up, come forward. We want to anoint you. Yes. Thank you. Now, I, I don't know if you're unfamiliar with this, but understand this is not coming from Brother, Brother Michael, your brother in the faith. But we're going to do something here. And, I want you to understand this. This is a point of contact. And every prayer that can be prayed has been prayed into this oil. This is a third generation oil from apostles of faith. And so um, I'm going to get kind of radical with this, if that's okay. All right, Lord. We're going to ask you to come up here, line up shoulder to shoulder. Come on, it's okay, saints. Shoulder to shoulder, we're going to go down the line here. I'm 
So there is a practicality in all things that I invest in the lives of my people. So therefore, let the investment come to wisdom. Let it come to my counsel, so God. Do not be distracted by the things of what the enemy would persuade or to try to ingest within my spirit. Today, understand, I prepare a ground before thee that is holy. Therefore, walk in that holiness. Walk in my righteousness. Walk in my understanding, says God. And as you do, a greater dispensation of my spirit will embrace you, says God. And I will cause the enemy to forfeit. I will cause the enemy to forfeit every assignment of distraction that is put before you, says God. Today, with this anointing, I come with a clarity. That you would not look through the lens of the natural eye, but you would see through the lens of Holy Spirit Himself, says the Spirit of the Living God. This is my expression. This is my heart unto you this day, my son. And I do call you my son. That these hands would become an extension of my hands. Amen. That as you go forth, son of God, led by my spirit, Amen. not in presumption, but even as you hear my servant speak, you will hear my voice with clarity, son of God, to go ahead and go ahead and lay hands upon those that are with and as you as you do says the Lord, in this hour, Mother, before my my return, Shekhar, you will see a demonstration of power Amen. that the world has not yet seen. This is my promise. Therefore, submit yourself unto me. Says the Lord. Separate yourself. Come into that tent with me. Says the Lord. And let those sessions of intimacy. Matra, become greater and greater. That you will no longer have to question, even when flesh and blood comes to you, says God. You will not question that you would know, that you would know, that you know, that you know, that, you know, that it is me speaking to you, and not another spirit, says the Lord for those of you that are here, I'm going to ask you to extend your hands this way and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Yes, This day, says the Lord. You will behold my glory. Uh, mm. You will behold my glory. The way that you've not beheld it before. For I've searched thy heart. And it is a, it is a heart unto me as David's heart. So and yes, it is I that will. Put a hook in your jaw to cover the divine intervention that you too would hear my heart for humanity today, says God, with the embrace of my heart. Hear me this day, my son. And I do call you my son, for I love you with an encompassing love. I love that no man has. And you called by me, chosen by me, 
and hear me this day, that all that I've invested into thy life, and that which you've in turn invested into others, have rooted well, says God, and have brought forth the fruit of this time. And so hear me, hear me greatly, sister, that in that day, in that day, you will take that crown of glory placed upon your head. <laughs> and you will offer it back unto me, sister. And you will see that all the labors, all your labors for my kingdom and for my kingdom people have not gone away. But they successfully did exactly that I commanded them to do, says the Lord. Today, this is my promise, my son. I place my mouth over your nostrils and over your mouth. And I breathe into you today my ruach, my spirit, to give you strength and movement on that. To continue walk out this great work of salvation and you complete the task that I've set before you. Spiritual destiny. So, brother, I don't know you from now, but right now I'm going to back off you. I see Jesus standing here right now. I see his right hand on the crown of your head. I see his left hand on your heart. And this is not to embarrass you, just want to let you know how much he loves you. That in all the losses that you have, all these losses that you have experienced over these, these years, he's here right now to fill those voids, to fill those voids of those losses with his love, with his mercy, with his grace, his compassion. And again, I don't know you from Adam, but I see your heart and I know by your spirit, your heart dedicated your life, you surrendered your life, and even your will, to the life of Yeshua. And this, this is my word to you this day, my son. By this one act of faith, I am well pleased. And I'm going to be bold here tonight. Today, there's some spots up here that need to be filled. So that's up to you. So today, says the Lord, as my word, word has been released, I am here. Allow me to enter into that place. No man can go, says I will bring healing into that area of my heart. Even by this, says the Lord, you know what I speak of. Maya, I'm here to remove the disappointments, says God. And by this too, says God, to fill that room with my love towards you. And, and young lady, I don't know you. You don't know me, but God knows you. He's telling me to tell you today, you have not failed him. And what he's asking you to do for his kingdom and 
for his kingdom people. And God's telling me to tell you today, this anointing for you is going to make you bold. And there's times when you knew you were going to pray for somebody or pray for a situation, and you kind of retract it because the spirit of fear came upon you. God says, no more. Hear me in this day. For I, the Lord, have not given you that spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. Therefore, step into every divine opportunity that I have for you, says God. And as you pray, says God, all of heaven will back you. And by this, understand, your prayers unto me are powerful. They move mountains. They still storms. And they remove the giants that come in that path, says God. Therefore, do not hesitate. Do not hold back. As the days progress, I will give you opportunities within opportunities to declare my word into the lives of others. And that as you speak, says God, they will know it's not from you, but it is from me. For I will cause you, watch this, I will cause you to speak those things that they have held in secret, that no man knows, but the things that I know. And as you speak, they will know it is not a towards them to set those captives free so as the spirit of the living God. Father, in the name of Yeshua, I call forth conception in this spiritual mission that the ministry you've intended to see through that will come forth not throughout our glory Birth, birth from her spiritual wounds and by travail of the Holy Spirit with Jesus. behind the scenes, and I will make a way on my behalf. 
thy word, to reinforce the stakes of thy life. Reinforce the stakes of thy livelihood. Reinforce the stakes of the ministry that I have called you to and anointed you for. Sinners, spirit. And, and brother, God's, I see God lifting the regrets. He's removing the regrets. He's erasing the disappointments. And again, I see in the spirit, God's telling me, you've not failed. You've not failed him. Sin and make him. him. Right now, uh, I see him uh, plucking out the roots. I'm going to be out the root of bitterness, and the root of unforgiveness. God's going to put deep, 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 deep within your spirit, up to your living soul. And as he reveals these things to you, it's between you and him. So, man, here's the key, that's the key to, uh, to your deliverance. Deliverance from the oppression. And that's forgiveness. Forgive. Just simply forgive. In the same way you've asked me to forgive you when I have. Forgive others. And you walk in place. You will walk out from under oppression. And you will walk in freedom and the liberty that has come through the life of my son. Knowing in whom he has set free is free indeed. Says the spirit of the name. So I pray that you receive this today. Again, this is not the work of a man, for the Bible says it is not by power nor by might, but by my spirit, says the spirit of the living God. Isn't God good? If I could take every word, and hopefully it did get uh, recorded, and separate it by person. For those of you I know, it was dead on the mark, brother. Dead on the mark. The Lord hit the nail on the head this morning, didn't he? Will you stand with us this morning? Thank you for staying in the tent. Thank you for being intimate with the Lord and allowing him to do some surgery this morning. Amen? Father, we're just so thankful, so humbled. And we accept every word of the prophecy, Lord, that you sent. Every word that was given, O oh Lord, and we will hide it in our hearts. I'll go over it and over it, Lord Jesus. And I will devour each word for this beautiful, beautiful congregation that you've given me, Lord. Oh, I want to do your will and lead them to you closer and closer, Lord line upon line and precept upon precept. Thank you, Father, for showing us your way today. Thank you for being clear, Lord Jesus, on which way we should go. Thank you for helping us to understand the moving of the Spirit. Even when we can't explain it, we know and recognize it's you. 
Oh, Father, I ask today for your hand of protection to go with each one, your spirit to dwell with each one. And Lord, I pray that we will be mindful when we know that you're calling us to meet you there, Lord, that we stand at the door and we watch and we see and we recognize that it's your presence and we come in. Thank you, Lord, for dwelling with us in Jesus' precious, precious name. Amen and amen.